0: everyone and welcome to another episode of Solo Powered. Before we kick into this episode, I just wanted to apologise to you the listener for the poor sound quality that is on this episode. This was recorded... Um, via Zoom when my guest was in a hotel and there was a bit of movement and a bit of noise in the background so I do apologize to you for this but it's a great episode with lots of helpful tips for anyone considering solo traveling so I ask you just to bear with us and it is something that I am working on to ensure that there are future episodes that don't have these sound quality issues so Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Solo Power Podcast with me, Ariana Dunn. This is a podcast that celebrates doing things solo, whether that be solo travel, solo business, solo journey to parenthood, single by choice, solo adventures, or solo pursuits of passion. Remember, this is not about living a lonely life, this is about living the most full life on your terms. We've had a few guests on talking about solo travel. I have also talked about my own experiences with solo travel, but solo travel is definitely on the rise. I've mentioned it before, but Google Trends have reported that the term solo travel has increased by 761% in 2023 alone. And we are seeing a huge rise in people um, going on solo travel trips, whether that be ones that they organize themselves or whether that be going with a group Um, And I myself just returned from a solo travel weekend away in the beautiful County Mayo. I was there as part of my uh, remit as a travel writer for Irish Country magazine, and I decided to take Molly and we went to the uh, big style Atlantic Lodge in beautiful Mayo for a weekend of surfing and yoga and hiking. And I put up a reel on my Instagram last night and I sort of said that I the one of the beautiful things about solo travel is that you arrive alone, but you leave with friends. And I made some wonderful friends during the weekend there. I met fellow solo travelers who we gravitated towards one another. Um and it's always such a lovely experience to go on a solo travel trip um, on your own and just, you know, be whoever you want to be and be your most authentic self with. New amazing people. So I can't recommend it enough, which is why I was really excited to be contacted by my next guest, Rory King from Rory's Travel Club. Rory um, is the 2023 Travel Entrepreneur of the Year. He himself um, has traveled to over 50 countries. He has amassed 106,000 followers on Instagram and has a travel club with 30,000 plus members. Rory's Travel Club um, is an organization which offers saving tips, travel tips, and lots of cost-saving opportunities for its members. And Rory also organizes group trips for many a solo traveller and um, in different places around the world. So I'm really excited to talk to Rory about his own travel experiences, his solopreneur business, but also get some insights and tips and advice for him for anyone out there who's thinking about doing a solo travel trip. So Rory King, thank you so much for joining.
1: No problem. What a great introduction. You have to bigger.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so tell me, Rory, like I always ask my first guests, you know, I always do that kind of that introduction, but it's always kind of get uh, good to get a bit of a background. You know you're, you're a, a young man, 30 years of age. You've managed to uh, create this fantastic business for yourself and do a lot of travel. But maybe take me back to kind of how all of this started and, um, you know, where your love for travel kind of started maybe when you were younger.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I was very fortunate. I spent the best part of 10 years traveling around the world a uh, majority of it uh, i did i landed in countries on my own as a solo traveler and typically within 24 hours i had 20 30 friends so um yeah that's kind of where i where i've been i was lucky uh, i worked for an irish alcohol company for five years uh, which allowed me to travel around the world and i launched it into different markets so for example i I landed in Denmark, cyprus new zealand canada australia i landed in new york city a lot of these places i knew nobody Um i went on my own and i left with friends and memories and so many stories that it would take me me months to tell.
0: Wow, and were you living in all of these places or were you kind of traveling from a work perspective?
1: A bit of both. Uh, For example, I spent 12 months in New Zealand. I spent six months in Calgary in Canada, three months in New York. Uh, So, yeah, I typically, like I got comfortable. I obviously had to find an apartment, um, find flatmates, find friends. And my best advice is if you are going to go away kind of long term for for two, three, four months and you're Irish, uh, join a GAA club even if you can't kick a football or haven't kicked a football in years. Um, thankfully I'm into, I'm into Gaelic football, I'm into hurling, and it's the easiest way to meet people straight away, you're going to meet 15, 20, 25 people um, and Irish, as you know, are fond of pints and fond of nights out so you definitely, there'll be plenty to do and that's that's my number one tip if you are going to go away for if you're looking to go to Australia or New Zealand and you know nobody, uh, join a GAA club, even if you aren't going to play, I don't know, you can carry water bottles or whatever you <laughs> want but, uh, I was But I was fortunate to uh, spend a long time abroad and now obviously we have Rory's Travel Club and we've helped thousands of solo travelers uh, organize trips and uh, join trips that we've organized, uh, which is really exciting and really
0: Amazing, fun. well, so yeah, so we'll talk about that. So I suppose, I mean, Uh, I'm a bit of a skeptic I mean I think that's a great tip in terms of offering people advising people to go join a GAA but what about people who want to meet new people of new cultures and people from those places as opposed to there is uh, sometimes tends to be a a bit of backlash when Irish tend to just congregate with the Irish particularly in places like Canada and Australia Um, and you know like do do you find it's better for people to kind of maybe try to get to know other nationalities or people from the country as opposed to just sticking with the Irish
1: absolutely um like I'm very fortunate I have friends all over the world from from every every continent and uh, like it's a simple word hello everyone knows that even if they can't speak English they'll know it and if you're if you're nice to people if you smile um even as maybe maybe not as, as much as I get older but definitely if you go into a hostel um you're gonna meet people uh, even. Like, if you're joining, an like, for example, if there's a tour, a free walking tour, mm. there could be 25 people on, it's completely free, and you're going to meet people from all over the world. And if you get on with people, it's not hard to ask them, what are you up to tonight, or do you want to go mm-hmm. for dinner? Do this yeah
0: that's what I've talked about before on here we had Rob Kenny on the podcast and Tara Povey we've had people talking about that you know solo travel experience of being able to kind of like join groups and and and, and meet people that way as well but so tell me so you worked for this Irish alcohol company which you're being very cryptic about
1: yeah <laughs> uh, it was uh, cool, cool swan
0: it's like oh, a beautiful weekend. lovely
1: Absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous, uh,
0: gorgeous. Kill Swan actually—they just entered our drinks category in the Irish Made Awards this year. Um, a, a beautiful Irish Irish drink. So, um, so you were working for them, and then tell me, how did you kind of come about um setting up Rory's Travel Club?
1: Yeah, so essentially, before that, there, I worked for a French company in Dublin, uh, and basically, what they did was they took thirty percent commission on Irish hotel bookings. So my job was to sign up Irish hotels. And I was sitting scratching my head. I was like, so Irish people are booking Irish hotels and these guys in France are taking 30%. It just didn't make sense to me. It didn't sit well. And at that stage, I knew um, what all the competitors were, or sorry, all the other uh, booking sites were taking. It's typically between 15 and 30%. So basically, my initial idea, and we're actually launching an app in the next four weeks, the initial concept was I wanted to basically give Irish people a route to book in Irish accommodations and not have to pay the middleman that 15 to 30%, which is which could be massive savings, like it could be 60 70 Eighty euro if you're going away for a couple of nights. So that was the initial the initial idea. I went to uh, spoke to a lot of Irish hotels. They were like, "Oh, this sounds good, but like, who the hell are you? Like, we don't know who you are. You have no followers. You have no customers. Like, like you're probably wasting our time." But thankfully, a few of them did back me at the start. And um, obviously, we kind of de- we had kind of had to uh, delve into a couple of different angles to kind of grow the business. So we started doing trips we started doing trips in ireland and abroad so what we did, what i did was there's actually a company called jacks flight club in america yes. and what jack does is he monitors all flights leaving america and when there's really cheap flights he posts them to his members so we started doing that on top of the hotel thing so basically we had, you know, we had some we had, with we had the likes of we had Copenhagen for 10 euro return with New York for 200 euro return. So we basically were spending 40 hours a week monitoring every flight leaving Ireland. And when there was really cheap flights, we were just obviously informing our members. And uh, another another tip, if you are looking and this is one of the best tips I, I always give it is if you are looking at going away, if you're looking at, uh, to sign up to the mailing list of the airline. So, for example, if you are looking to go to. New York, Aer Lingus is probably the best for flying to America, so sign up to Aer Lingus' mailing list and they'll actually tell you, they do about three or four sales a year and they'll tell you and you could save 100 quid or 200 quid, just something something so simple, but essentially we we started doing this here, Uh, I'm signed up to all the mailing lists of every airline leaving Ireland so I know when the sales are on. And then we also we monitor flights, so we basically will look at the cheapest time of year. Uh an example is last year we had flights and free nights accommodation in Croatia for 87 euro. So travel yeah. doesn't always have to be expensive. Uh so many people will kind of say, I'll, tra- I'll travel when I retire, which is ridiculous. Like you could you like if you like I'd say most people in Ireland have 87 euro and um <laughs> might never get to that retirement age so well
0: that's it exactly um so you okay so you were working for this french company you sort of spotted a gap in the market and you know um yeah, buying Irish, you know, working in Irish economies and then it going out of the out of the country, I can understand would be frustrating for you. So um, what did you do? You you, you quit your job? You tell me yeah. how it all kind of started up, basically.
1: So I, so I did. I didn't do anything about it. I was lucky. I was in McCool Swan, traveling the world, had the dream job. The pandemic hit um, and I was meant to fly back to New Zealand and I set up a Facebook page and at, at that stage i didn't know if i was even going to be able to pay myself the first six months i did it f- completely for free was um, so basically i negotiated discounts with hotels i found really amazing flight offers and we grew a fairly big following on, um, on facebook so we, we initially started out on facebook uh, which is now our biggest platform we've thirty five thousand people follow us on there and it's very we're very very active on there but so essentially i set up the facebook page after about six months, I put a message out saying, I was thinking of launching a subscription, it's going to be 10 euro a year, and we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And I, I just asked the people following us, I says, look, what do you think? Is this is this fair, is it reasonable? And everyone was like, oh, to be honest, a lot of people were like, oh, that's way too cheap. Like you could actually charge way more. But uh, we went with 10 euro a year, and we're still 10 euro a year, and we now have six uh, full-time employees.
0: Amazing. And- worried. That's incredible because I was gonna. I thought it was the, the Donegal we that you were saying when you were saying we, but you're saying we uh, as in, <laughs> as in.
1: Uh, there's, a, there's a full team of us, and so we're only going to get bigger. Wow. Uh, but essentially, so we, we delved into a few things. Um, I did, I noticed that a lot of people wanted to travel as a group. Um, obviously, uh, obviously post pandemic, um. Like it is, especially for older people, it's harder now than ever to to meet people. You go to a pub and you just talk to your own friends. It's hard to mingle and you say hello to someone in the pub and they look at you as if you have two heads. Uh, So I basically, I said, I put out one day, everything's trial and error and I put out saying, I think in organizing a group trip, want to bring a load of people from all over Ireland together. Uh, the first trip we actually did, there was only four people came. We went to Edinburgh, myself and three others. Uh, the second trip, there was like 50 or 60. And then we haven't looked back. Like we've, like we, I only found out this morning, we 41 people already booked on to go to Morocco in November. And I'd say probably out of the 41, there's probably 25 solo travelers from all over Ireland. Uh, so now we're doing we're doing uh, group trips on, almost every week, we'd probably do between 50 and 100 of them a year both in Ireland and abroad and what we do is we go, so we actually don't make money on the on the group trips, we, we only make money on the subscription we'll go and negotiate a better price so any other type of group travel that you book, there's also, there's a massive premium, it's typically quite expensive to solo travel as part of a group whereas what we're doing is really really affordable, Um. so what we'll do is we'll, we'll find, we'll go negotiate a rate with a hotel. Uh, An example is we're doing a trad weekend in West Cork. Uh, It's 250 euro for the Friday, Saturday for a solo or 300 if there's two people sharing. Uh, And what we'll do is we've already, I think we've probably 25, 30 rooms already booked for that. So what we'll do is we put everyone into a WhatsApp group so people can talk and mingle before the trip. We set up a Zoom call and we'll kind of all chat about what we want to do and what we want to get from the trip. Uh, We'll make a rough itinerary and People can dip in and dip out of as much as they want once we once we meet up either at the airport or the hotel. So it's a com- it's a complete, it's it gives people that peace of mind that maybe have no one to travel with or they do want to meet people. That if you want to go off and do your own thing or if you want to have a lie in or go for a coffee, you can. But every night there'll be a big crowd meeting for dinner. Uh, the crack is absolutely unbelievable. Um, I've met some of the best characters, people. I've met people in their twenties, and I've met people in their seventies, male and female, from every every corner of Ireland. And the great thing is that the people coming on our group trips, the solo travellers, uh, they're they're coming now time and time again. Like there's there's a lady at seventy years of age uh, from uh, Dracca, and She's been on ten trips with us. Um, she's been all over Europe. Um, she's been to Donegal. She's been to Kilkenny and it's it's a great way to travel um we've We actually now have, our website needs updated. we actually have 78,000 members. Uh, I know you said 30,000 at the start, so 78,000 people. And basically what we're trying to do is inspire people to travel today. And the best thing about it is the more members we have, the more scope we have in negotiating a better deal. So obviously the more members we have, the more places want to work with. So we don't charge for advertising, it's completely free uh, for accommodations or for travel agents or cruise companies or whoever. So basically we don't charge for advertising and everything we do it's all about getting our members the best possible price
0: wow that's incredible Rory but I mean like you know yeah like that's nearly a million quid of a business there with your 10 euro and your 78,000 members and then obviously your group travel as well like that's a an, you know an incredible achievement um how long has the, you been how long has the business been going
1: uh, we're just under two years
0: Wow. And so since do you think since the pandemic or like because of the pandemic, do you think that this is why maybe the, the there has been such success with Rory's Travel Club because people are kind of looking to travel more? Is that what your your insights might be?
1: Well, our, our motto is basically if you book just one trip a year that we recommend. So we recommend between 10 and 20 trips a week on our on our e-zine. And if you book just one a year, you're typically saving 50, 60, 70 quid. We often have offers where you could be saving 2, 3, 400 euros. So the 10 a year people pay us is absolutely minimal. Yeah. And like the thing is we're not just we're we're also inspiring people to go places they would never think of, like obviously I just said we forty one people going to Agadir in morocco uh we had uh we had about sixty people there I was on the trip myself uh go across europe so we we flew into Trieste in Italy we went to Trieste in Venice and Italy went to Ljubljana and Lake Bled in Slovenia and Pula and Raven in Croatia, which
0: is like almost exactly the same places that I did last year on my trip. Oh, you're there? Yeah, yeah. so I did tri- Trieste, Lake Bled, Ljubljana, um, uh, Pula in in and Zagreb, and oh my God, incredible, incredible places.
1: We met for we met for dinner the first night in Trieste, and I would say there was fifty-five people. It's like Brown's cows. I, kept, I booked the table for forty for forty of us, and people just kept coming and coming. And the great thing is, like, these are people of all ages from all over Ireland. And obviously, like myself and my girlfriend, we could go away and we'd just sit. Like every trip is almost the same. We sit, have dinner, talk. Like, don't get me wrong, it's good cracking away the two of us, but it's a lovely dynamic that we have in in our group trips because. You're sitting. You'll be sitting beside someone, and you're sitting across from someone, and you'll be talking. you be talking to people um, of all ages, uh, of all different, all different backgrounds, which is, which is really nice, as opposed to, of course, just going out uh, maybe two of you. I was always looking at cheap flights. I was always monitoring the Skyscanner, Google Flights, and like, like if I seen flights for twenty euro, thirty euro return, I just would have went for it.
0: Mm. And how much of that would have been on your own? Because you said you've got a girlfriend there, but were you doing a lot of this on your own at the time?
1: Majority of it, yeah. So I would would say 90% of places I arrived in a new country on my own at the airport. Typically went in went, went and checked into a hostel, and whatever the hostel had going on, whether it was a walking tour or whether it was a trip to the night market, like I just I just put my name down and like anything in life, like if you if you put yourself forward for things, you're only going to get good results because mm. um, if you don't like it, you can obviously just walk away. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you do like it, uh, the rewards are endless.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, I remember the first time I went away on my own, I was 18 and I was in um, Australia and uh, like that, I remember I stayed in a in a hostel and I thought, you know, I, I was nervous obviously doing this by myself and um, I booked myself onto um, a, a, a catamaran for three nights of scuba diving and all of that kind of thing. Um, but I mean, like with, I think from the bus to, from the airport to the hostel I'd made friends you know and it was just um in, incredible to meet people from all over the world people that I'll never forget and I've never seen again and I, I've I'm no I've no contact with them because it was over 20 years ago now that I did that and there was no Bebo or Facebook or Instagram or anything like that they were just people that will forever live in my memory of that incredible week that I had and you know they were literally from Canadian from Canada and America Australia New Zealand England you know Germany Netherlands lands um, and had some incredible conversations, some of which I'll, I, I I even to this day will anecdotally bring up at a party. You know, there's one time in Australia at Bank Camp. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely something that I really want to encourage as many people to do through this podcast. But obviously, your business is certainly something that is 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 enticing as many people as possible to do solo traveling. What kind of tips would you have for for people who are thinking about doing it, but might be a bit a bit scared or nervous
1: um in terms of like i'm not the only i weren't like i'm not the only person like running group trips or retreats or whatever so for the first time if you if you are nervous about going on your own join a group there's actually more and more people in ireland starting to do stuff for solo travelers which is brilliant to see so definitely and like anything if you don't try it you'll never know
0: yeah and i mean so like uh, but but i mean obviously one of the advice that you're saying there is, is to, to join a group and you know absolutely um you know look at your club and and see but if you've actually decided to join a group say for example you're someone who's decided right now i'm going to sign up to the morocco trip that rory is as organizing uh what advice would you give to them just in terms of like things that they might you know need to prepare in terms of coming on to a solo trip
1: yeah, so what we do, what we do for our solo trips is we set up a WhatsApp group for everyone that's coming, so people can ask questions, and we can talk about all things uh, trip related. We also organise a Zoom call, so in real time people can ask questions and get answers. Mm-hmm. But we also, excuse me, we'll also help. Like I've been to Agadir in Morocco, so I've, I'm able to advise on different tours and different things to do. And I think that's that's one of the big things is that I've actually been to many of these places myself. Um, in terms of there's probably very little people in Ireland my age that have been I'd say less than one percent have actually traveled as much as me. So it's authentic, like I curb about travel, I have lots of knowledge of different things all over the world. So I'm able to help people pre-trip and, and to be honest with our things, uh, everyone will meet for the Agadir trip. They'll all meet in probably the bar or restaurant in Dublin airport, and within, <laughs> within five minutes um, everyone's friends and yeah. everyone's lovely
0: brilliant and so um in terms of the 70 countries i know like um i recently read a book called the happiness of pursuit um which i referenced in a in an article recently about a guy who actually did visit all 197 countries i think is that right yeah okay. yeah so i think all bar one i think maybe maybe north korea or someone like that maybe he hadn't been to so um of the the kind of the countries where where's the most kind of out there what would be say maybe the top three countries that you visited that, that would be the most sort of like oh, not not usually a popular tourist destination, shall we say?
1: Yeah. The most outdoor place I've been to is Beirut in Lebanon.
0: Hmm. Um,
1: absolutely beautiful. I call it the Paris of the Middle East whereas like on our TV and obviously it's very sad of course what's going on there and a lot of Irish soldiers uh, one of my friends actually has done a, did a term with the Irish army out there and it's very sad what's going on between Israel and Lebanon mm. but Beirut is the far side of Lebanon and Beirut for me was an absolute beautiful city mm. uh, um, like here people would say oh, people would reference Beirut as in like if it's really bad they'd be like Jesus like Beirut mm. Beirut For me, like, I'll give you an example. I wanted to go out to a restaurant and someone, one of the guys said, you can't wear shorts in their restaurant. And I only brought shorts because it was like 35 degrees. And uh, I had to go and buy trousers. And like any shop I went into, like the jeans were like 600 euros. It was all like Prada and all.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you think of Beirut, you wouldn't think of all these expensive, like high-end shops. Uh, so Beirut would definitely be the most outdoor place. Uh, the place that I didn't enjoy the most, actually, and a, a lot of Irish people do like it, is Cambodia. I wouldn't I wouldn't go back. I would I have no reason to go back. But um, Thailand, Vietnam and Laos were actually on rail. Cambodia, for me, was a bit, a bit of a dump. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And another country, another place, I got asked this uh, on a podcast last week, the worst place I've ever been was uh, Sofia in Bulgaria. Mm. It's awful. Uh, Sorry if anyone from there is listening. I doubt there there is. Uh, But I actually did a post on Facebook, like, showcasing how bad it was. Like, Like, on your holidays, you want to post all these beautiful photos. I actually went out of my way to get really bad photos to show people but
0: yeah also wow. yeah i mean i had some family who bought apartments out there years ago which were then just taken over by the mafia out there and like they were just sort of like taken over just taken like just nothing <laughs> they could do about them you know much
1: but but that's that being said, like I'd say 95 percent of places I've been that I really enjoyed and they've been beautiful. So
0: Yeah. I, so we have the most out there is Beirut, one of the worst places, uh, Sofia, Bulgaria, a place that you didn't particularly like, Cambodia. Where where would be your top three in terms of the best places that you visited?
1: The best the best place I, I am totally in love with Fiji. I've spent a year of my life there. Uh, the Fijians are just the nicest people, and bizarrely, Fiji has about ten or fifteen paradise islands, but it also has two hundred and seventy, two hundred and eighty kind of poor islands or un uninhabited or places mm. islands that people don't actually live on. But I I lived on the island with the locals, so I wasn't in like the Fiji that like you would see in a movie. And I absolutely loved it. I lived on an island, there was no shop, no internet. Uh, The family I lived with, they fished for food, no alcohol. And it was a simple life, but it was, it was the happiest moment, the happiest times in my life. Um, I've, I've, I've lived, so I've basically lived on this island with no internet, no electricity, no shops. I've also lived in Manhattan and New York. And if I had to pick between the two of them, I'd go back to the island in Fiji all day long. Mm. So Fiji is the best place in the world. Um, I've been five or six times and I'll continue to go back. I was only there actually about four months ago.
0: Wow, amazing. Definitely a place that I'd love to, to, to visit for sure. So Fiji, where else?
1: Yeah, in Europe, um, I, I this is I'm mad about Croatia. So, secondly, mm. so many Irish people they go to Spain every year, but, and fair play, Spain's lovely. But Croatia is a million times better in my eyes, and it's actually it's actually typically more affordable as well. So, mm. I love the Bravnik, I love Zadar, I love um, Split, Hvar. Croatia is absolutely fabulous. Mm. And, can be actually very affordable as well.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful place. It just always the what gets it is the is the stony beaches. There's not not much sand in any of the places that I've been to. But Pula I just thought was absolutely beautiful and someplace I'd never even heard of before. But that amphitheater that looks out over the sea and the the boats and the, the the beautiful bars, restaurants, how it's all set up there, the music spilling out of all the places. Um a stunning, stunning place I felt, but very rarely talked about.
1: Yeah, uh, with Pula and Robin are actually very, very hard to get to until uh, Ryanair started flying into Trieste in Italy, mm. uh, which kind of made it more accessible. Uh, but I, I actually flew about three or four years ago from Gdansk to Pula. Mm. Flight was six like, I think it was six euro for the flight. And um, and then I actually flew from Pula to is the Zadar, is like an internal flight in Croatia and it was only like twelve seats or something on the plane. It was it was like did you ever see that plane that goes out to the Iron Islands?
0: Yeah.
1: Similar to that. It was tiny and it was I think there was three passengers, me and two others. Wow. It was pretty bizarre. But um yeah I'm lucky I've seen so many amazing things. I've met wow. so many people So we've got
0: Fiji, Croatia, and then where else were you going to say sort of in terms of a top three?
1: Top three, let me me go. A bit out there is Istanbul. Um, I'm not really overly interested in history, but the history in Istanbul is just mind-blowing, I think. I only had I had four days there and to be honest I could have spent four weeks in mm-hmm. Istanbul is absolutely incredible um, although I think um, there was an earthquake or a shooting or something happened in the last two years this probably puts a lot of people off but in terms of my favourite city in Europe it would have to be Istanbul wow
0: well, yeah definitely I've been to Turkey a few times but never been to um, never been to Istanbul but yeah there's a, a lot of places that I, I, I haven't been to any Scandinavian countries and the one continent that I haven't yet been to is south america so uh definitely a few of those places are on my bucket list next and speaking of bucket lists where are you off to that you haven't been to before yet what's coming up for you
1: um so i actually cancelled. i had to cancel a cruise i've never done a cruise me neither two or three weeks ago I think cruising is the best value for money I know for obviously with this podcast solo travel is actually really expensive
0: mm-hmm.
1: the supplements on cruises are just ridiculous like you're actually you're probably better just bringing one of your friends for free paying for one of your friends to go with you because it's typically the same price mm-hmm. for one person as it is for two so uh, myself and I think we're going to do a cruise the end of September mm-hmm. uh, Maybe a
0: Rory's Travels group cruise might be a good idea then, if people can share cabins and you can kind of like get it a bit cheaper.
1: Yeah, that has been talked about because cruising is actually very, cruising can actually be very affordable. Mm. Uh, We have cruises there for August um, that would be, they start at like a thousand euro, seven nights all inclusive, which is... Unbelievable value. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I always assumed the cruise to be about twenty grand, whereas you can actually go on a cruise for a thousand euro, which is mm-hmm. a bit. But um, yeah, I'm going to do Kill. I'm going to do Kilimanjaro in the next twelve months. Wow. And South America, the South, I've never been to South America either, so um, I think South America is the one place that I'd probably go. on I'll I'll need at least three months, but. I don't think I don't I can't see me having three months to take uh, for the next two or three years. So, yeah. but I'm I'm happy I'm happy to wait. Like I'm in no rush to get there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, I follow the ungraceful guide, Katie and um, Luke, who are out traveling all around Guatemala and Mexico and everything at the moment. And um, it's really nice to see people like Janet Newman as well, who are you know going to organizing group travel trips to. Places that, you know, like Iraq and Syria and places that are sort of deemed to be very dangerous but are some of the most beautiful places ever, it seems, right? It's, it's trying to get that kind of tourist buzz back to some of these places that have had some negative press, obviously, rightly, because of the wars and things like that that are yeah. going on there, but also some of the most beautiful places with some of the most beautiful hospitable people as well, right?
1: Of course, and um, and that's it, that's it. There's good and bad people everywhere and because certain governments take take different stances and things like i absolutely like hate what russia is doing at the minute but i've met i've met some uh, russian people that are absolutely amazing and it's not fair to say everyone in russia is evil because mm. they're they're definitely not would i go to russia or would i advise people going to russia because of what the, the government have done no but that's not to say and I, i've never been to st petersburg but i hear it's one of the most beautiful cities in the world mm. but and I personally, it's not bad said, but I would boycott Russia on behalf of what their government's done and doing at the minute. Mm. But that say every single person in Russia is evil because there's. I used to work in the airport in Cyprus, and there was seven or eight Russians working me, and they were absolutely incredible people, and we would have mm. went person drinks together. And um, I'm sure they don't agree with what's happening at the minute either.
0: Mm. I mean, look, I kind of partly boycotted America while Trump was in power, so it's you know it, it's. Uh... I suppose from from a political alignment place, you know, and and there, you know, there are lots of countries in the world, as you say, that are good and bad with good and bad people. And um, I think from a travel perspective, in terms of safety, it's always just about about making sure that you um, are aware of your surroundings and don't put yourself into kind of vulnerable positions and communicate with people as much as possible, do your research, all of those kinds of things. Um, But certainly, uh, you know, a really good first step for anyone considering going on solo travel is to... to sign up to Rory's Travel Club um, um, but look see what kind of group trips that you have coming up that might be of interest and um, definitely a really nice kind of first step so um, where can people find you Rory if they wanted to kind of do, do something like that yeah,
1: so we're Facebook uh, Rory's Travel Club dot com uh, we're on Instagram just Rory's Travel Club uh, with TikTok Although I, I should be posting more on there uh, Rory's Travel Club and then the website uh, Rory's Travel Club.com.
0: Brilliant, amazing. Thanks so much for sharing all of that and for all of the great work that you've been doing, kind of building this fantastic business for yourself and amassing all of these vi- um, all of these followers, but also offering so many cost-saving tips, which as we know is so important with the current cost-of-living crisis. Um, we don't want to try and discourage people from traveling. We want people to enjoy themselves and enjoy the world. And if they can do it cheaper because of the, the offers that you have spent hours and hours and hours researching on their perhaps and um, that's a great service that you provide to, to, to people in Ireland. So um, look forward to continuing to see all of the group travel that you do and I might sign up for one myself, you never know. So you've kind of convinced me that it sounds like a very exciting opportunity to do something with you guys.
1: Yeah, you'll absolutely love it and I'd love to have you there.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, we could even, I was thinking it'd be really nice to maybe organize a solo powered uh, uh, solo trip. So maybe something that we can uh, collaborate on in the future. Um, But Rory, thanks so much for coming on and really appreciate you taking the time and uh, sharing your your story with us. Thanks so much.
1: No bother. Thanks again.